This week's Parsha is Parsha's Lech Lecha, and we'll focus our Shir in chapter 14, verse number 18. But before we do that, we have to give a quick synopsis of what is happening in this specific Parsha. And what is happening is that there was a war between kings. Four kings waged war against the five kings, and the four kings were victorious. And Amongst the five kings that they defeated was Zdom, and Lot was in Zdom at that time. And Lot was taken captive by the four kings. After Lot was kidnapped by the four kings, the polit, the escapee, which according to the Mepharshim is described as Oig Melech Abosham, came and told Avram Avinu, that his brother was kidnapped, meaning that his nephew was kidnapped. But since Lot looked like Avram Avinu, it's considered as his brother was kidnapped. Avram Avinu takes either 318 of his servants, or according to the Gemara, he takes Eliezer, whose numerical value of the word Eliezer is 318, and he and Eliezer wage war against the four kings. Avram Avinu defeats the four kings and then he rescues Lot, his brother, and all his wealth and all the women and all the people, meaning Avram Avinu rescues everybody from the four kings. And then on verse number 17 it says, Vayetze Melech's Domli Krosoi, that the king of Zdom, which was defeated by those four kings, came out to meet Avram Avinu. After Avraham Avinu came back from defeating Kedal Oimer and other kings, Asher Itoi, that are with him, El Emek Shove to the valley of Shove, who Emek Amelech, that is the valley of the king. Rashi says that the message brings down that after seeing Avraham Avinu's miraculous victory over the kings, everybody agreed that they will coronate Avram Avinu as a king. Therefore, it's called now Emekamelech, the valley of the king, which means the valley where they coronated Avram Avinu as a king. And then the verse says, Umalki Tzedek Melech Sholem, that Malki Tzedek, the king of Sholem, Rasha identifies based on the Midrash as Shem Ben Noach. And the Balaturim explains that the initials of the words Melech Sholem, the king of Sholem, is Mem Shin, which makes the word Shem. So it means that Shem Benoach came and Hoitzi Lechem Ve'yain, he brought out bread and wine. Ve'uchoyen, and he is a priest, Lekel Elyon, to the high above. And then on verse 19, the verse says, Ve'yivarcheyu, and he blessed them. And normally it means that Malkitzedek Melech Sholem blessed Avram Avinu. Ve'yoymar, and he said, Baruch Avram Lekel Elyon, blessed is Avram of God, the Most High, Koine Shomayim Voretz, the Maker of Heaven and Earth. And afterwards it says, Baruch Kel Elyon, and blessed is the Most High, meaning blessed is Hashem, Asher Migain Tzorecho Biodecho, that He delivered your enemies in your hand, Vayiten Loi, and He gave to Him Maaser Mikoil, a tenth of everything. It doesn't really say clearly who gave to whom, who gave Maeser to whom, but nonetheless, the simple interpretation is that Avram Avinu gave Maeser of everything to Shem ben Noah. Rashi asks, why did 
Shem Ben Noach, Malki Tzedek, bring forth bread and wine. Rashi explains, Kach Oisim Amilchama, that this is what you do for people that are exhausted from battle. As a matter of fact, the Sephardim says the same thing, that Leshovei Amilchama Ha'ayefim, that he brought back the food for those who are exhausted. And then Rashi continues and says, Veheraloi, and he was showing Avram Avinu, She'ein beliboy olov, that he doesn't have anything in his heart against Avram Avinu, al shehorak as bonov, for Avram Avinu killing his descendants. According to the Medish Tanchumak, one of the defeated kings was king of Elam, and Elam was one of Shem's descendants, as it's written in chapter 10, verse number 22. And by bringing bread and wine to Avram Avinu, Shem Benoch was showing that he is not angry at Avram Avinu. The Be'er Basod explains that clearly if Avram Avinu took the spoils of war, clearly he would have had plenty of food and the people would have had plenty of food. There was no reason for Shem Benoach to bring food to Avram Avinu to feed the people who were tired because clearly if they took all the wealth of the four kings amongst the wealth was plenty meat and plenty wine and plenty bread. Therefore, we must say that Shem Benoach was bringing the bread and wine as a conciliatory gesture to Avram Avinu to show that he is not angry at Avram Avinu for killing his descendants. And we are going to try to explain why specifically did he bring bread and wine. Why didn't Shem Benoach bring meat, for example? What was the symbolism of bread and wine? Another question that we are going to ask is that the structure of this pasuk is not proper. Meaning that the verse should have said, Tzedek Melech Sholem, and Tzedek, the king of Sholem, Vahu Koyen the Kelalyon, and he is the priest for the Most High, Hoitzi Lechem Veyayin, brought forth bread and wine. Why does the Pasuk stop in the middle of the words and says, Tzedek brought forth Lechem Veyayin, Vahu Koyen the Kelalyon, and he is a priest for the High Above? The proper way to say is to say who Tzedek is first, that is the king of Sholem, and he is the priest to the high above, and then to say what he did. Why does the verse break in the middle, in the description of Tzedek, Melech Sholem, to say that in the middle of it he brought lechem v'yayin, bread and wine. Saver Seva Samochas writes down that in truth, Tzedek had to bring bread and wine even though there was a lot of spoils of war and there was a lot of wine and bread, but nonetheless, Avram Avinu would not eat any of it because Avram Avinu kept even the rabbinic laws that are going to be created by the rabbis. Because it's written on chapter 26, verse number 5, because Avram listened to my voice, observed my safeguards, Mitzvoisai, my commandments, Chukoisai, my decrees, Vetoiroisai, and my Torahs. And the word Torahs is written in the plural. And the Gemara in Yuma, Dav Kofches Amad Beis 28b, explains that Lahavi Torah Shebalpeh, that Avram Avinu kept the oral law, Allah Lemoishemisinais, also the Allah Lemoishemisinais, and the Gemara says that he even kept 
Eruf Tavshilin, the rabbinic mitzvah of Eruf Tavshilin, then we see that Avram Avinu kept all the rabbinic mitzvahs. And since the rabbis are going to prohibit bread from a non-Jew and wine from a non-Jew, therefore Malkit Tzedek knew that Avram Avinu is not going to eat the bread and drink the wine that he finds in the spoil of war. Malkit Tzedek decided that he's going to bring lechem ve'yain, bread and wine, to Avram Avinu. And the reason why Avram Avinu could eat the bread and wine from Shem Benoach is because because Shem Benoach is a to Hashem. Malkit Tzedek does not worship idols. Therefore, Avram Avinu could eat the bread and could drink the wine. Then it comes out that when it's written that he is a priest for the high above, it's not referring to the job description of Malkit Tzedek, who Malkit Tzedek is, meaning that it cannot write Malkit Tzedek Melech Shalom Koyen Lekel Elyon Hoitzi Lechavayayin, he brought bread and wine, because the Koyen Lekel Elyon is a definition why he brought the bread and wine. He brought the bread and wine to Avram Avinu because the Koyen Lekel Elyon, because Malkit Tzedek Shem Benoach is a priest to Hashem, and since he's a priest to Hashem, Avram Avinu could eat his bread and could drink his wine. So therefore, it's written that he brought bread and wine because because Malkit Tzedek is a priest to Hashem and therefore Avram Avinu could eat his food. Rashi gives another interpretation why Malkit Tzedek brought lechem, the yain, bread and wine. Rashi says that Ramazloi, with the bread, he was giving a hint, he was alluding to the menachos, the flower offerings that the Jewish people are going to bring. And with the wine, he was alluding to the nesachim, to the wine libations that the Jewish people are going to do on the temple. The question the Mephoshim asks is, why didn't he also bring meat to allude to the animal offerings that the Jewish people are going to bring on the temple? Why did he bring only bread and wine? So Rabbi Yitzchak Zev Soloveitchik from Brisk answers that the reason he only brought bread and wine is because the rule is that bread and wine could only be brought by Jewish people. And he was alluding that Avram Avinu is going to be the father of the Jewish people, that his descendants are going to merit to even bring flower offering and libations. Whereas meat, even a non-Jew could bring meat. Therefore, he didn't have to allude to the meat because anybody could bring meat to a sacrifice and therefore, there wasn't going to be something special. But by him bringing only bread and wine, he was alluding to the flower offering and the wine libations that only Jews could bring. According to this Rabchami Bris answers, now we could understand why in Parshas Bereshis Hashem did not answer to Cain's offering. Meaning that we know in Parshas Bereshis Cain brought an offering to Hashem from the fruit of the ground and he was the first to bring an offering to Hashem and Hevel brought from the fruit of the animals meaning he brought an animal as an offering to Hashem and Hashem answered Hevel's offering and did not answer Cain's offering even though Cain was the first to introduce the idea that you have to bring an offering to say thanks to Hashem and yet Hashem did not answer his offering, and Cain was upset. 
So Rab Chaim Ibrisk says that according to what we just mentioned, we could understand why Hashem did not answer Cain's offering. Because since only Jews could bring offerings from the fruit of the ground, therefore when Cain brought the offering, he didn't have the rule of a Jew. Hashem could not answer his offering. And since Hevel brought from the animals and non-Jews could bring animals as an offering to Hashem, therefore Hashem answered Hevel's offering and did not answer Cain's offering. We could add to the idea of the Greece and also add the idea that Dora Chaim Kodesh brings and also what is written in the Gemara in Nadorim, Daflamet Beis, Omet Beis, 32b, and then we'll be able to answer also why the words that Shem ben Noach is a priest to Hashem, the Most High, is written after Lechem Ve'yayin, after he brings bread and wine. And we'll start with the Gemara in Adorim, Daflamet Beis, Omet Beis, 32b. The Gemara there says, Omar Rabzcharim Mishum Rabishmol, Rabzcharim says in the name of Rabishmol, that Bikesh HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mishem, Hashem wanted to bring out priesthood from the descendants of Shem ben Noach, because it's written in our verse, Vokoyen Lekeleyon, that Shem ben Noach is a priest to the Most High, but Kivin Shehigdim, Bechaz Avram, Lebechaz Amokoyim, but since Shem ben Noach advanced the blessing towards Avram Avinu to the blessing of Hashem, Hoitzia, Avram, Hashem decided to take the priesthood out of Avram Avinu and not from Shem Benoah. Because in our verse it's written that first he said, Baruch Avram, blessed be Avram, and then he said to Baruch Kerelion and blessed be Hashem. The Gemara says that when Avram Avinu heard this blessing, Omaloy Avram, Avram Avinu tells Shem Benoah, Vechimagdimim Bechas Eved Lebechas Koinoi, is it proper to anticipate the blessing from a servant to the blessing? of the Master, meaning how can you give me a blessing before you give a blessing to Hashem? Miyad Nesonal Avram, then Hashem decided to give it directly to Avram Avinu and they bring a prosok in Tehillim 110 verse number 4, the verse says swore and did not relent that you Avraham will be a koyen forever aldivrosi malkitzedek because of my speaking to Malkit Tzedek. And the Gemara says, Al Diburoi Tzedek because of the words of Malkit Tzedek. And the Gemara interprets it because of the words misspoken by Malkit Tzedek. And the Gemara continues, Vahainu Dichsif. And this is what is meant by the Pasuk, Vahuchoyen Lekeleyon, that Malkit Tzedek is a priest to Hashem. Hu Koyen, only Malkit Tzedek is a priest. But the Einzar Koyen, but the children of Malkit Tzedek aren't going to be priests because the priesthood is given directly to Avram Avinu. Dorachayim HaKodesh explains that Malkitzedek actually wanted to give directly to Avram Avinu the priesthood, meaning that Malkitzedek saw amongst his descendants that none of them are worthy for the priesthood. Therefore, Malkitzedek wanted to give the priesthood to Avram Avinu, and the who koyen, the Kelelion means that he was a koyen. His children aren't going to be koyen because Malkitzedek decided to give directly to Avram Avinu the priesthood. And some interpret that the who koyen, the Kelelion, that Avram Avinu is the koyen to Hashem. From now on, 
because now Malkitzedek gave to Avram Avinu the priesthood, not Malkitzedek was a priest, means that Avram Avinu is going to be the priest to Hashem. According to this, we could explain that this is exactly what is meant by the verse, that Malkitzedek was Melech Sholem, he was a king of Sholem, and he brought lechem, yain, bread and wine to Alutu, that the descendants of Avram Avinu are going to bring flower offering and wine libations because only Jewish people are allowed to do it. And the Hu Koyen, because Avram Avinu is the Koyen, Lekelelion is going to be the priest for Hashem. Because since Avram Avinu is going to be the priest for Hashem, and he is the father of the Jewish nation, therefore Shem Benoach decided to bring Lechem, bread and yain and wine specifically to allude to that only he is allowed to bring bread and wine and nobody else is allowed to bring bread and wine. And our interpretation fits very well with the Zohar brought down by the Hassam Soifer on this parsha on the verse Va'iten Loi Master Mikoyal that he gave him Maestre from everything and normally it's translated that Avram Avinu gave Shem Benoach type of everything, but the Hassam Sefer says, Roisi Bezor, I saw that the Zor Mefarash explains Vait and Loi that he gave him, who gave to whom, Hakodush Borchu Nosan Lavram Maser Mikoil, that Hashem gave to Avram Avinu Maiser of everything. And the Hassam Sefer says that Vahua Derech Sisre Torah, and this is according to the hidden interpretation of the Torah, She'ein Animavin, that I don't understand. But at least a little bit we could understand now that since Shem Benoach made Avram Avinu the coin, the priest, we understand why Avram Avinu would be receiving Miser. We don't understand still why Hashem needs to give Miser to Avram Avinu, but now we could understand at least, based on what we just interpreted, why Avram Avinu is the one that is the recipient of the Miser, because since Shem transferred the Kahuna to Avram Avinu at this point. I wanted to explain that the reason why Shem ben Noach brought Lechem the Yain, bread and wine, to Avram Avinu is to show to Avram Avinu that he is not upset at him killing his children, as Rashi explains. But the symbolism is a very deep symbolism, and the symbolism is really brought in a different way in the Bnei Sashor, Mamar Chodesh Tishre, Mamar Yud. There the Bnei Sashor brings the Gemara in Brochus, the Aflamet Hay, where the Brochus writes down that the rabbis established that you should make special Brochus on anything that you eat, even though technically if you make a Shehakol Niyeh Bidvaro, the general Brochus that everything was created by the word of Hashem, covers whatever you eat. But nonetheless, the rabbis wanted you to make specific Brochus on certain things. For example, from the fruit of the ground, they made the bracha boire pri adama, Hashem creates fruit of the ground, and fruit of the tree, they made a bracha boire pri aetz, Hashem who creates the fruit of the tree. And the rabbis also added what is written in brachas daf lamatches amet beis 38b, that any of these specific brachas that you are required to make, for example, boire pri adama or boire pri aetz, that only applies when you actually are eating the fruit and you could see that this is a fruit. But if you grind the fruit or you do something to the fruit 
where you can see that this is the fruit, then the bracha is downgraded to to the general bracha that everything was created by the word of Hashem. For example, if I have a pear and I grind the pear, that you can't recognize that this is a pear, instead of a bore pre I make a shahakol niyabidvaro. There are a few exceptions to this rule. One of them is that if I take wheat and I grind them and I bake them and then I make bread out of it, even though technically once I ground the wheat it should be shahakol niyabidvaro because you don't recognize now in the bread that this was done from wheat. Nonetheless, the bracha becomes upgraded and it becomes the bracha Hashem who brings out bread from the ground. And the other exception is grapes. That if I take grapes and I squeeze them and make wine out of it, then instead of making the bracha which normally I make on a fruit that has been liquefied, in this case, I make the bracha that blessed is the fruit of the vine, which is a specific bracha for the grape. And the reason that the Gemara explains is that all changes that you do to the original fruit, normally the change is for the worse. Therefore, even though the bracha originally for the fruit was Borepriya Eitz or Borepriya Dama, now that it was changed for the worse, the bracha has to be changed, the blessing has to be changed, and the blessing becomes downgraded to a lower level. But in regards to the wheat and in regards to the grape, the change that you do, it's an improvement, because now you're making bread and you're making wine. Therefore, the blessing, instead of being downgraded, it's actually upgraded. That instead of boire priya eitz, you make now boire priya gefen, and instead of a that you would make on the wheat, now you make a because these changes are changes for the betterment and therefore the blessings become upgraded. And the Bnei Saschar uses this idea to explain that a Balchuva, somebody who repents, is considered like bread and wine because the changes that they made is a change for the betterment, and therefore also the verse in Oshea, chapter 14, verse number 8, where it says, in the future we'll sit in the shed of Hashem, Yichiyu Dogon, we will live as wheat, V'ifrichu Kagefen, and then will flourish as wines of grape, and the reason for it is that in the future we'll all repent, and then by us repenting we will get to a better level, because our change is going to be a change for the good. Based on this idea of Bnei Saschar, I wanted to explain that this is the reason specifically why Shem Benoach brought Lechem Ve'yain, bread and wine. Because Shem Benoach wanted to hint to Avram Avinu that don't worry that you killed my children. The killing of my children, the destruction of the four kings is like Lechem and Yain like bread and wine. In the same way, the bread and wine, even though you destroy the original fruit, but it's a change for the good, so too, your killing my children, it was for the betterment of the world, and therefore, by bringing Lechem Ve'yayin to Avram Avinu, Shem Benoach was showing that he really is not upset at Avram Avinu for killing his children, because this was a change for the better. As an aside, I wanted to add 
that maybe that could also be the reason why the rabbis specifically established to sanctify the Shabbos, to make Kiddush on bread or wine. Because since the rabbis wanted you to become aware that on Shabbos you receive an Eshama Yisera, extra soul, and because of that extra soul you are susceptible to do tshuva, to repent. Therefore the rabbis wanted specifically that you sanctify the Shabbos at its onset with bread or wine for you to know that you are required to make on Shabbos a change for the good. In the same way that bread and wine are changed and they are changed for the good and they get upgraded in bracha, in blessings, so too the rabbis wanted that you should not treat Shabbos like any weekday. You should treat Shabbos as a time to make sure to change for the better, change for the good. Therefore the rabbis specifically chose the two foods that are changed for the good and get an upgrade in their blessings. I wanted to add another reason why the rabbis established that we should make specifically Kiddush on bread and wine. And according to this we could also understand why here Malkitzedek specifically brought bread and wine and the reason could be based on the Gemara in Shabbos, the Kufiu Tes Omer Beis 119b, where the Gemara there says, Omar Rabbanuna, Rabbanuna says that Kalamispalul Be'erev Shabbos, the Oimer Vayichulu, that anybody who prays on Friday night and says Vayichulu, meaning the verse as written on Bereshis chapter two, verse number one, where there it says that Vayichulu Shomayim Vores Vacholtsevam that Hashem completed heaven and earth and all their arrays. And there it talks about Hashem resting on Shabbat. So anybody who says these words, meaning that he's testifying that Hashem is the creator of the world and Hashem rested on Shabbat, Male Olav Akosov, the Torah considers it, Kiru Nasa Shutav Baruch as he became a partner to Hashem in the story of creation, meaning that Hashem wants us to have a partnership in the story of creation. Hashem wants us to participate in creation. Therefore, Hashem made us say Vayichulu, and anybody who says Vayichulu becomes as a partner in creation. And Dorachayim HaKudosh explains already how is it possible that we should become a partner on something that was already created. The world was already created. How can we become a partner in creation on something that's already here? The Racham explains that really the world was only created for one Shabbat, meaning that Shabbat gives the strength for the world to stand another six days. The next Shabbat is going to give strength for the world to stay another six days. So by you saying Vayichulu, you are really becoming a partner in Hashem in creation because you are now giving strength for the world to stand another six days. Meaning it's not that the world was already standing and you become technical partner, you are a full partner in creation by you proclaiming that Hashem is the creator, Hashem gives you the partnership rights and because of your words and because of the actions of Hashem, the world is going to stay another six days. That's how the Rachaim HaKudosh explains. So we see from here that Hashem wants us to become a partner in creation. He could do everything himself. But yet he wants us to become part of creating the world, that we should have ownership of the world, that the world should be considered ours, and therefore we have a responsibility for the world. And therefore it could be that this is the reason why the rabbis established 
that you should specifically make Kiddush on bread and wine, because bread and wine are two things that doesn't happen by nature itself, that it requires to have man intervention, man participation in order to create bread and wine, that you require to grind the wheat, you require to sift the wheat, you require to bake the wheat, that's the way you make bread. It does not happen by itself, and the same thing with wine. The wine does not get squeezed by itself, it does not become wine by itself. Man has to actually participate. So therefore the rabbis wanted for you to know that Hashem wants you to become a partner in creation, that you have a part of this world and you are responsible for this world. And Hashem wants you to declare that you know that Hashem is the creator of the world, therefore you become a partner of Hashem the creation, and therefore in order to show the partnership, the rabbis established that you should specifically make Kiddush with bread or wine. And that could be the hint that Shem Benoch is trying to give to Avram Avinu to show him that he is not upset at Avram Avinu for destroying or killing his children. Meaning that by Shem Benoch bringing bread and wine, Shem Benoch was telling Avram Avinu that even though Avram Avinu is the one that went to war, but nonetheless he knows that this was really a partnership of Avram Avinu and Hashem. In the same way that bread and wine cannot happen unless there is human participation and Hashem's participation in it, the man has to squeeze and do the work and Hashem gives you the prime materials for the work. So too, the destruction of the children of Shem, of the four kings, could not happen unless Avram Avinu and Hashem got together to destroy them. Therefore, he is not upset at Avram Avinu because he knows that this was really done by Hashem, and to prove this point, Shem ben Noach decided to give a separate blessing from Avram Avinu and a separate blessing for Hashem because both of them are the ones who did this destruction to his children. So he brought lechem ve'yayin, bread and wine, because that is a partnership between Hashem and Avram Avinu, and therefore he gives two blessings, one for Avram Avinu and the second one for Hashem. It is brought down that once the tzaddik Reman Primishlan was in the same Achsanya, in the same place as the Imre Eish, as the Majid Rebbe, and Ramayim Primishlan says that it's only proper that when two righteous people who serve Hashem meet each other, that each one should learn something from the other in the way of serving Hashem. And he brought proof from the Pasuk in this week's Parsha, meaning that we know that Avram Avinu's trait was Gemilas Chesed, was acts of kindness. And the Pasuk writes down that Shem ben Noach was a Koyen, was a priest to Hashem. So when the Shem ben Noach would meet Avram Avinu, then Shem ben Noach Hoitzi, he took out from the meeting, he learned from Avram Avinu, Lechem ve'yain, meaning he brought out from the meeting of Avram Avinu that you require to bring bread and wine, you require to feed the people that are tired, that you require to do acts of kindness. And Avram Avinu brought out from Shem Benoach, that how to serve Hashem as being a complete priest, doing complete devotion to Hashem. Then according to this idea, when the verse says, and he is a priest to Hashem, it's not referring to Shem Benoach, that Shem Benoach is a priest to Hashem. It's referring that Avram Avinu learned from Shem Benoach to be a koyen lekelelion, how to be a priest, how to serve Hashem, with devotion, meaning Shem Benoach Hoitzi took out from the meeting Lechem Ve'yayin, 
that you have to bring out bread and wine, that you have to do gemilas ches, because Shem Benoach always served Hashem directly without caring for any other person. But when he met Avram Avinu, he learned from Avram Avinu that it's not enough to serve Hashem completely with devotion, you have to also do acts of kindness. Therefore, Shem Benoach Hoitzi took out from the meeting Lechem ve'yayin, that you have to serve bread and wine for the people that you meet. And Avram Avinu, which was always involved in doing acts of kindness, Hoitzi, he also took out that you have to be sometimes koyen lekeleyon, that sometimes you have to be totally devoted to Hashem, that you can't serve all the people all the time. There are times that you have to be koyen lekeleyon, that you have to serve Hashem completely devotion without worrying about other people. The Shlach says that whenever we eat food, we're supposed to try to elevate this food to the higher source, meaning that each food that we eat has a part that's a physical and it has a part that's spiritual. If you really want to understand it, you could take any food and put it under a microscope, a very big magnifying microscope, you'll go down to its atomic level, then you'll see how the food itself is in a way alive, has a spirit in it, that causes to become alive and causes movement within it. Therefore, we see that each food has a physical part and has a spiritual part. And the Shlo says that by us making the proper blessings and having the proper intent to elevate the food that it should go into us in order to learn Torah and in order to give us strength for us to make mitzvahs, then we're able to elevate that physical to the spiritual and that is the purpose of the food. Sefer Ari Yeshorim explains that this could be the meaning in this verse, meaning that the verse is not written as a description of Shem Noach. The verse means to say something totally different. The verse means to say that Shem Noach was teaching Avram Avinu how we are able to take lechem ve'yayin, bread and wine, and elevate this to be a koyen lekelelion, to be as a source of being priest for Hashem. Meaning that Shem ben Noach Hoitzi took out and showed Avram Avinu how you take lechem ve'yain and you take bread and wine, you take food and drink, and then you are able to elevate this food and drink, that it could become as a priest to Hashem, that you are able to elevate this food at such a high level that this food becomes as a source of service to Hashem. Sefer Imre Shefer gives a beautiful example to explain why the word Vokoyin Lekelelyoin, that Malkitzedek is a priest to Hashem, is not written next to Malkitzedek Melech Sholem, it's not written next to Malkitzedek, the king of Sholem, since it technically describes Malkitzedek. And he brings an example to answer this question. And the story he says is the following that once there was a rich person that this rich person was learning in the Bismadish in the house of study. While this rich person was learning in the house of study, comes in a poor man and he talks something quietly in the ear of this rich person and this rich person just ignores him. Then the poor person says again in the ear of the rich person and the rich person ignores him and shows him that he is in the middle of running and he can't be bothered to talk to him now. Atamut Chacham, another wise person, was watching what is happening. He approached this poor man and asked the poor man what happened. 
This poor man explains that he has debt collectors in his house that are busy to foreclose on his property, and he needs desperately money, and in his despair, he decided to come to the rich person, even though he saw that the rich person is learning Torah, as the rich person for a loan, in order that he's able to push away the debt collectors and also to have some food for his house, in order the kids should not starve. This Tamd Chacham decides to give a loan for this poor person, and he waits till the rich person finishes learning, and then after the rich person finishes learning, this Tamad Chacham approaches the rich person and tells him an interesting story. The Tamad Chacham tells him that once he had to hire a wagon to go from one town to the other, and the wagon driver was a non-Jew, and the wagon driver was taking as a meal very, very dry bread and very soft meat. In the middle of the trip, they sit to eat lunch, and this Tamad Chacham sees that this wagon driver is using his teeth to break down this very, very dry bread, and yet on the soft meat, he uses a knife to cut the meat. And the Tamad Chacham is puzzled by what he sees. The Tamad Chacham asks the wagon driver, what is going on? Why are you behaving that way? Why aren't you breaking the dry bread with the knife and use your teeth on the soft meat? So the wagon driver explains, you call yourself a Tamad Chacham, you call yourself a wise person. I paid a lot of money for this knife. I don't want to ruin this knife on my bread. Therefore, I use this knife on the soft meat. But for my teeth, I didn't pay anything. Hashem created me with those teeth. Therefore, I don't care if my teeth are ruined by this bread. Therefore, I'm using my teeth on the dry bread and my knife for the soft meat. This Tamad Chacham tells this wise person, it seems to be like you followed this idea of this wagon driver, meaning that you have two mitzvahs to perform. You have the mitzvah of learning Torah, and you, because you are wealthy, you have the responsibility to give charity. Therefore, when this poor person approached you, when it's time of need, you said that you cannot give tzedakah because you're learning Torah. It seems to be because learning Torah is free, and you don't want to lose out the learning Torah. But giving tzedakah costs you money, and it's harder, and therefore you choose not to give tzedakah. And Ibn Shefer says that this is exactly what the Pasuk here is coming to tell us. That Malkitzedek Melech Sholem, that Malkitzedek, the king of Sholem, brought out bread and wine, even though normally Malkitzedek Melech Sholem was a koyen lekeleyon, was a priest to Hashem, and he had nothing to do with people. He was involved in completely serving Hashem, like, for example, learning Torah, but when he saw that there is a need to give lechem v'yayin, he brought lechem v'yayin. He came out and decided to bring bread and wine, even though he was a priest to Hashem and his job to be totally unknown of Hashem. Nonetheless, Malkitzedek decided, if there is a need, I am going to fulfill the need and I'm going to bring out lechem and yayin, bread and wine. The Chassam Soifer answers this idea based on the Gemara in Yuma, Daf Ayin Aleph, Omed Aleph, 71a, where the Gemara there says that Haroitze Lenasach Yain Agabe Mizbeach, anybody who wants to make libations on top of the altar today, 
ימל גרוינים שתמיד יחרחום עם יין, should give to drink a wise person wine, meaning that by you giving to a wise person, תמיד חכם wine nowadays, is tantamount of you pouring libation on the Mizbeach, on the altar, and also the Gemari Chagiga, Dav Chav Zayin Amadal of 27a, writes down that while the Beis Amikdash was standing, then the altar served as atonement, meaning korbanot, offerings you brought on the altar served as an atonement. And now that we don't have a Beis Amikdash, Shulchono Yishol Adom Mechaper, the table of a person atones, meaning what we bring on the table and who you bring this food to, that atones as a korban, as an offering. Then comes out that if you bring lechem, bread, and yain, and wine to a tamid chochem, to a wise person, that is considered as you brought offering to Hashem. Then the Chassam Sofer explains that Malkit Tzedek Melech Sholem brought lechem yain. He brought bread and wine to Avram Avinu. Automatically, by him bringing bread and wine, it was It was tantamount of him doing the priestly service to Hashem. Because since he brought the bread and the wine to Avram Avinu, which was a wise person, then it's tantamount as he would have brought libations and sacrifices. And therefore, it's tantamount as as he's doing now the service to Hashem. Then the Koyelekelanyon is not a definition of Shem Benoach. It is what happened after he brings the bread and wine. That he brings the bread and wine, and by bringing the bread and wine, automatically the Koyelekelanyon is doing the priestly service in front of Hashem because they are tantamount of bringing wine libations on the altar and offerings to Hashem. And Hashem's work should help that we should marry to have Mashiach come, the Beis Amigdash rebuilt, and we should actually bring libations and offerings to Hashem, Bimheiro Beyomeno Amen.